Hello, Go Church family. This is Gilbert, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Matt Hadabaugh. Hey, everybody. Praise and the Lord. today we are sharing the third week of supplemental materials. This is the third and final week for the series called Uncommon Courage. Isn't this a great study? It is a great study. I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying this from the standpoint of both how practical it is and just growing together in this uh, really key spiritual trait, uh, the strength of uh, acting on what we believe. Amen. I agree. I think this is very practical, like you're saying, and I think that there's a lot of value in us seeing that courage is something we should be deliberate about. Yes. You know, the, the easy thing is to shy away. That's so well said. It's what we're deliberate about is what we're going to really focus our energy on and, and kind of work to improve. That's right. And actually, this is something that uh, I missed to, to share in the first two weeks, but I want to share it right now is that, you know, we define courage in many ways. So at the beginning, I talked about, you know, this, this mountain climber and this yeah. adventurer who climbs these 8,000 meter high mountains and he does it in a day and, he, you know, they walk like 50 kilometers uphill. I would love to see Matt do that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I could sit there and say, wow, that takes courage. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I don't even want to swim in the sea when there's like half meter waves. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and this guy's doing all of that. But the truth is you can define courage in many ways. And, and this is what I want to talk about is that in this message series, we're defining courage in a specific way. And what we're saying is courage means to have the determination to walk or talk according to what we believe. Yes. And that's super important to understand that in small things, we can have courage and in big things, we can have courage as long as we are true to our belief. Yeah. Very well said. And this session, this week, we're going to talk about not being afraid. Yeah. So this is obviously one of the main issues that prevents us from stepping out in courage. And there's you know, really two parts of this discussion, which is, A, we want to learn to not give in to our fears, and we want to not be led by our fears. And B, we also want to talk about the point that when we are doing the word of God and when we're living according to God's word, we will suffer persecution. Mm. And we need to be clear about what persecution means because it means certain things and it doesn't mean certain things as well. So, uh, Matt, do you want to elaborate on that subject about persecution? Wow, that's so good. I, uh, I you know, Jesus in Revelation, we mentioned this um, previously in one of the other podcasts, but he, he says to them that overcome, I'm going to invite to sit on my throne to them that overcome. Mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, offer this crown <clears throat> to reward. There is an invitation to overcome, overcome what? And it's, it's overcome the obstacle or the adversity that would seek to or try to get us to turn to the right or to the left from what God's called us to do. Honestly, being courageous is deciding to do the right thing every time, according to mm -hmm. the Word of God. It's not um, 
It's not climbing Mount Everest. It's, it's not, um, you know, summiting some impossible, uh, you know, feat. It's, mm-hmm. it's just deciding today I'm going to act like God's word is true right. in my relationship with my wife. Right. Today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what the word of God says and behave the way the word of God tells me to behave no matter how I feel. Right. Right. That's, that's so valuable. That's so important that, you know what, we need to understand that even if we're doing the right thing, things will come against us. Yes. Right. And Jesus even knew that. And he says to he who overcomes and he expects us to go through these things. The thing that over, the thing that comes against us really generally most of the time is like fear of what might happen. Yes. Or our feeling of what we want to happen. Mm-hmm. And if, if I say, you know what, I'm going to disregard my fear of what might happen, and I'm going to ignore my feeling of what I necessarily yeah. want, and I'm going to choose rather to act on God's word, that is uncommon courage. It takes courage to act on what we believe, act like God's word is true. That's good. That's good. So fear of what might happen and feeling of what, what I, wish I, want. I want. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And I could say that, you know, you can find either one of those two points and anything that takes you away from being courageous in the word of God. But see, if we don't keep the concept or the discussion of courage in that arena, then it stays in the Netflix documentary about the guy that climbs mountains. Right. But courage on a practical, like everyday level is the courage to ignore what I really want to say (laughs) and, and ignore or refuse to be ruled by what I'm afraid might happen. Yes, that's right. You know, let's let's talk about we have a couple of illustrations that we want to share today and let's talk about the first one. So this is a a story which we actually looked at last year in a series called Ups and Downs. Uh, And such a great message that's on the YouTube channel. Um, If you're if you if you haven't watched it, um, you maybe you're new to Go Church. I would encourage you to go back uh, on Go Church Beirut YouTube and watch that um, ups and downs. And if you did see it, I would encourage you to watch it again. <laughs> so, so basically, in this series, we talk about two different illustrations, and we're probably going to talk about both of these today. But uh, the first one that we want to talk about is in the book of the prophet Daniel in chapter 3. And this is a story where... Uh, the people of God at the time were exiled into Babylon. They're probably first generation uh, slaves in Babylon living there. And there's an instance where we see these three men called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And at this time, the, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, he decides to make a golden image of himself. And he instructs the whole assembly of the people. So every person in Babylon, he instructs uh, all the officials and all the government, uh, you know, people to come out and to bow down and worship this statue. So what happens next, Matt, in this story? Well, um, 
I think two surprising things happen. One is all of Babylon agrees and bows down to this statue of gold, which honestly, maybe it's just the American in me, but that makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> I just can't get there. Yeah. But uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they knew, you know, they had come uh, into Babylon as captives, and they knew the law of Moses. And the law of Moses was to not make a handmade image and not worship it. And so all around them, people are bowing down to this golden idol, the king, who is essentially, he's not just the king of Babylon. He's the effective king of the the known world, Mm -hmm. has made this decree Hey, everyone has to, when the music starts, everybody get on your knees to this, uh, this giant golden statue. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego have God's word. God's word's already clear on this. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. And so they have a decision. And the decision is go along with everybody else. Go along and get along. <laughs> or obey God's word. Or in other words, act like God's word is true. God's word said, if you worship me, the, the Lord's very clear, if you worship me, you'll be blessed. Right. If you worship idols, you'll be cursed. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were like, hey, we're already in captivity. I don't want to be cursed, yeah. so I'm going to seek the blessing. They'd already received blessing by putting God's word into practice. That's why they got to a position that they were in, and now... They have that decision, and they make the decision they're not going to bow. And uh, the story gets exciting from here, right? Right. So <laughs> when, when the whole nation uh, basically bows down and these guys don't, the king kind of gives them an ultimatum, right? And says, either you do this like I command, or you don't do this. And in their mind, it's either we do this like you command, or we do this like God commands. And yes. they chose God's decision. And it took courage to take that, you know, step out in that decision and to not bow down. You know, that's an important, that's an important point. And I would encourage you to look at this uh, in Daniel. It's in Daniel chapter three. You can read it for yourself. Um, Nebuchadnezzar put an ultimatum to these um, Hebrew men. You obey me or I'm going to kill you. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saw it as we're going to obey God, period. There was no ultimatum. There was no choice. Yes. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't really consider two alternatives. And they said, we are going to obey God. We don't know, O King Nebuchadnezzar, what you're going to do. But we do know what we're going to do. We're going to obey God's word. Yeah. And what he actually did is that he, uh, he had a, a fiery furnace ready for to throw men in. I don't know why. Why? Why <laughs> do you have a furnace that <laughs> For these guys. I for guess. these guys. <laughs> and uh, what we see is that, you know, he sets the fire up seven times hotter than usual. The person who's literally, you know, then he instructs uh, his guards to throw these three men into the furnace and they're overcome by the heat and consumed. Yeah. The, 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 the guards die, the guards die. And these guys come out alive, not smelling like smoke. Not only do they come out alive, 
The Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar ordered that they be bound by their hands and feet and right. thrown into this furnace. So Nebuchadnezzar clearly has a way in his mind where this is going to work out, right? But these, these three Hebrew men, they'd already decided what was going to happen. What was going to happen was they were going to act like God's word is true. Right. Period. And so Nebuchadnezzar orders that their hands and feet are bound with ropes. They're thrown into the furnace. That's the only thing the fire burned. Yeah. was those, those ropes. That's amazing. And that shows you a, a picture of what God will do. Yes. No matter the situation. Actually, like in, in verse 17, uh, these men say that, you know, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. Yes, he is. They believe that going in yes. and they saw that coming out. That's crazy faith. That is crazy faith. <laughs> that is crazy faith. They knew what God asked them to do. They did it no matter what, and they got a result. And this is part of what we're talking about. If we do endure persecution, we, in, we, do in, we do fight our fears and we walk in courage. There's something good on the other side for us, isn't there? Yeah. There's something positive that God's doing. I mean, Romans 8, 28 says that, you know, all things work for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Yeah. So... If we are walking in his purpose, he's working things out for our good. So no matter what it looks like is blocking our path, no matter the fear that's preventing us from doing something that we know we're supposed to do, it, there is reward in the courage that we exercise. That's exactly right. And, you know, it's, uh, I think, worth mentioning, God didn't throw these guys in the fire to teach them a lesson. No, God didn't throw them in at all. It wasn't his fire. No. But he was with them in the fire. Yes. That's what Nebuchadnezzar, he says, Nebuchadnezzar looks and he says, hey, wait a minute. How many guys did we throw in there? Because I see four. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that because in the middle of the worst trial these guys experienced the greatest victory. If we want to have great testimonies, it means that we're going to have to go through great tests. Yes. But in the midst of those great tests, we're not doing it on our own by ourselves. He is there with us. Right, right. That's a picture of Jesus, right? That's a picture That's of exactly. where we were before, yes. what we're coming through, and the fact that he became God with us. Right. The, the why behind Uncommon Courage is there is a great victory that Jesus wants us to experience with him. And we need to make the decision to act like his word is true to see that victory come to pass. That's right. Now, the, the second illustration, I'm not going to talk about an illustration, but I'm going to talk about a person, which is Paul. Yeah. And what he went through during his life and ministry. Right. And he was someone who, you know, if we look back at last week, we talked about not compromising the word of God. He did not compromise the word of God. Right. No matter what, you know, he's going to Damascus because he believes he's supposed to go to Damascus and per persecute these people. And then he meets Jesus on the way. Then he gets to Damascus and then he's convinced that of who Jesus is and he's convinced of what he's preaching. So he, he does things with conviction. Yeah. We talked about conviction. He does things with conviction. He's done that through his whole ministry and that's super clear yeah. what his plan was. And we see in, in, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, we see a, a whole huge list 
of things that he was persecuted with, right? We see a whole huge things. He says like, you know, how, how many times he was shipwrecked and beaten. And, you know, he says something, one of the translations called in, in deaths often. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. I don't want to know what that means. But it sounds intense. Yeah. You know? And he was in the will of God, right? God called him to go. God called him to go to certain places. We see that he always looked for God's uh, input. You know, he says that, you know, the Holy Spirit prevented us from going to certain places. The Holy Spirit led us to go into other places. The Holy Spirit connected us to certain people to get things done in these places. I mean, just, just think about Acts 14, for example, yeah. for just a moment. Acts 14 talks about um, the lame man at Lystra. Paul sees that he has faith to be healed. Yes. He says, stand up uh, right on your feet. This man receives his healing by faith. And then the whole like the whole city is like, hey, these are the gods. This is Jupiter and this is Zeus, and they try to have um, like sacrifices. Yes. And they barely restrain them. No, no, no. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. A couple of verses later, Paul is stoned to death. <laughs> this is this is a rough. It's a rough yeah. time, right? Yeah, yeah, Paul yeah. is a man of uncommon courage. For example. Yes. He is. Yes, we, we see this happen across the Bible. What's, what's beautiful is that in one of his latest epistles, he says that the Lord delivered him out of, out of them. all the persecutions yes. that he went through. And that's something we can count on, right? He went through. He went through them. Yeah. Yep. And he faced them even in the perfect will of God yes. for his life. He faced them when he was doing exactly what God asked him to do. That's important for our lives. How does this apply to us? How does this apply to our steps of courage. Now, I'm not suggesting that, you know, you're going to go from sitting on your couch to go halfway across the world and you're going to get stoned to death. But there is a step that you can take. And in that step, it might not be a stoning, but it might be rejection from one of your friends or rejection from your family or an insult from someone you value, right? It can be that small. And we need to understand that it takes courage to take this step. And even if we are met with persecution, we're still on the right path if the Lord told us to do this. Yeah. We're still on the right path if we know that this is the will of God. And we shouldn't be discouraged or we shouldn't feel like, oh, I need to stop doing this. And what's the point of this whole courage message? And what's the point of, you know, inviting someone to church if, you know, the first three people said no and made fun of me? You know what I mean? It can be that simple. And, you know, there, there are... Um, there are stories like the story of, of Billy Graham. Billy Graham was, is one of the most famous evangelists in the Christian world. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing things. I mean, he, uh, he led the Queen of England to Jesus. Praise God. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're thankful, especially during this recent time, right, yes. where she's passed and we know where she is. Yeah. Now, Billy Graham uh, led hundreds of thousands of people to Jesus. He would uh, actually, at one point, their ministry would send people, uh, maybe 25, 35, 40 people into a city a year ahead of time. And they would make preparations for four and five days of uh, evangelistic meetings where uh, they would invite everyone in the community, everyone in the city to come and hear the gospel. Literally millions of people came to know Jesus through the ministry of Billy Graham. Yeah. And you know where that started? 
through a guy that no one's ever heard of. Exactly. So basically the, the person who invited Billy Graham to a church service and invited Billy Graham eventually to the, uh, to, to one of the outreaches where Billy Graham got saved was a man named Albert McMacken. And he was not a preacher. He was not some huge, you know, speaking talent. You know, he was not a guy who was on TV, but he was just someone who worked on a farm. And all he did was he convinced Billy Graham to come with him just to one meeting. Talk right? about small things that make a big difference. Small things that make a big, big difference, right? See, yeah. the uncommon courage to overcome the fear of what someone might say when I invite them to come with me to a grow group or the desire to just avoid confrontation uh, or avoid having a long discussion of, well, I don't believe like that or I'm, you know, I'm... Uh, this religion, or I, I worship God according to this set of rules. Listen, uncommon courage, this message that we're talking about, can be as simple as making the decision to ignore the fear or the desire to miss out on those and join Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire or join Paul in the ship of the uncertain future of what's going to happen in the next few moments mm -hmm. with this uh, contact with a person. Or join Albert McMacken, who maybe got rejected 65 times and got laughed at yes. for inviting every single human being to church, right? <laughs> but let, let me ask you this question. What if he never did that? You know, all these hundreds of thousands of people who got saved under Billy Graham's ministry, what would have happened to them? And let's say now in heaven, who gets this credit? Yes. Right. This is something that we think, Oh, look how amazing Billy Graham is. But you know, the person who brought Billy Graham has impacted these hundreds of thousands of people, just like Billy Graham has. And that's something that we can do even with small steps, right? Even with little things that we do, inviting someone to church who can receive something and then take something to, you know, thousands and tens of thousands of people and change their lives. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the Apostle Paul, but remember Ananias went to see Saul yes. when no one wanted to see Saul. Sure. And Ananias uh, got to minister to Saul and there's generations after generations of people that have been impacted by the ministry of the Apostle Paul. Yep. So this is actually, as, as we close this series and as we close this podcast, what we're actually going to talk about is the reason for this message and yeah. what we're trying to do as a result. So, so, Pastor Matt, share with us the application point and what we're trying to do with this message now. You know, um, one thing that Pastor Matt Beamer says is uh, the statistics the world over are... Uh, the the majority, I think it's something like 90%, uh, but the, the vast majority of people who are invited by a friend to attend a Christmas gathering will say yes mm -hmm. if they're invited. And it, the, it was a really interesting study that uh, was conducted, it was a blind study, and said if, if one of your friends invited you to a Christmas 
church gathering, would you agree to go? The overwhelming majority said yes. And the overwhelming majority said yes without having a Christian uh, or evangelical context. Was there food? <laughs> There's always food. <laughs> and I think it's important that we use this time. You know, Ephesians tells us to redeem the time, to, to use our time wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that we're living in the last days, but uh, Brother Tony Cook says, um, no matter where we are on the prophetic calendar of God, these are someone's last days. And we want to use this opportunity, this Christmas season that we're coming into, as a chance to reach out as a church family and bring people to the truth. And the best way to do that is with you. Because you are, what Paul said, you are the epistle that God has sent to the people that you know. And it is a letter with a message of love. And I want to encourage you to share the love that God has put on the inside of you with the people that you know. And one way to do that is by inviting them to participate in our special Christmas Mm -hmm. gathering, our special Christmas outreach. You're going to hear more about that. You'll see uh, information about that in in our WhatsApp groups. But I just wanted to take the time to share that point here because this is a way where we can put this message that we've been talking about all month into practice. Yeah, so uh, take courage. Yeah. Reach out. Invite people who maybe you would have never wanted to invite and maybe they're on your heart and they've been on your heart for a while and this is a great way to introduce them to the love of God. Yeah, because the question isn't what if they say no? The question is what if they are the next Billy Graham or the Apostle Paul? Let, let's, let's get out of people's way. You know, right. Jesus said that to the disciples. The disciples were trying to send all the, the children away. And uh, he said, get out of their way so that they can come to yeah. me. We, we want to get out of people's way. We want to make way for people to come to Jesus. That takes uncommon courage, but I believe that courage is very common in Go Church Beirut. Yep, and with that, we're out of time. This was an amazing series. Thank you, Pastor Matt, for putting this message together. Thank you for sharing this. And I hope that this touches each and every single one of you listening to us here today. I'm looking forward to our series that we're going to start next month. And that's coming up. And we are going to have a great 2023 together as well. We believe that. Amazing. Well, if no one's told you already, guess what? We love you. We do. We love you. We're believing God's very best for you. We're praying for you, and we will talk to you soon. Bless you.